Welcome to Spectacular Slovakia. On their recent trip to Slovakia, their first time in the country, Paul and Lynette Doji also visited the northern region of Orava. What are the places you should definitely see and experiences you should not miss out on when you travel here? Let's hear from Paul and Lynette. How many days did you spend uh, in Orava? Well, we were we did what we did was we stayed in where did we stay with this interesting. We stayed in Chistina mm-hmm. for I think yeah I think it was I think it was like three, three days day, yeah three nights and then we just did day trips out of there. So one of those day trips was to Orava. Yeah, and then well, on the Arava, Arava River and the castle, and yes. then uh, we also did a couple of other things on the other days. Okay. I can't remember where um, Well, one of the things. Well, first of all, I want to say how beautiful the drive was uh, getting to Orava because the, the Tatras Mountains um, they had um, they were snow capped and they were just spectacular. And again. The road system was very good. It, um, uh, you know, we we've driven in some places where the road systems are pretty sketchy. But I was overall, I was very pleased with the road system in Slovakia. But the views of the of the Tatras were uh, were spectacular. Mm-hmm. On the way to Trstena. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so then you stayed in Trstena and uh, you visited the Orava Castle. How was sure. that? All 660 steps. Oh, you <laughs> climbed the them all. Okay. Yeah, we climbed them all. It was it was a it's a very nice castle. It's very it just has that great look. Uh, as now me, I I own a used record store, so pop culture is very important to me. And when uh, and the one thing when I came back, you know, you go to a place like you know, I've told people like if I went to said I went to Europe and I went to Paris and London, you'd all say okay, there's the Eiffel Tower and there's Big Ben. But if I say I went to Slovakia, people don't have a, you know, generally have an idea what I'm talking about. And so when I was able to say I went to the castle where Nosferatu was filmed, eyes lit up. People were just like, really? You went there? That, oh, that's cool. You know, so to me, that was, that was kind of an extra treat in the fact that, that realizing that that's where Nosferatu was filmed. Didn't they think, don't people think that it's in Romania? Maybe so. Well, or yeah, you would think so with the Transylvania and the whole vampire kind yeah. of thing. But that's more of a Dracula. Nosferatu kind of predates all that. Yeah. And um, so I think uh, the 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 people that I talk to that are really into horror, you know, like into films and horror films and stuff like that, they were very impressed by the fact that uh, Arava Castle was a place where that was filmed. Mm-hmm. And that you could still go to. Yeah, you still walk around and go in right in those places. Okay. And uh, climbing the 660 steps were, were absolutely was absolutely worth it to get the panoramic views from the top, looking out over that valley, over the river, uh, just breathtaking. As well as just taking pictures of it from down low, because when you see, you know, you picture that that castle a high up on the mountain kind of thing, and those. You know that while there's loads and loads of castles and manor houses and everything, not necessarily everything is way up on the top like that. I mean that 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 being so far up there and so prominently uh, figured makes for great shots. Uh, I I did some black and white uh, photos from it um, when we because uh, we, we did the um, uh, uh, river raft mm-hmm. uh, tour that went around uh, that went past it. 
and just was able to get some just beautiful, uh, really cool-looking pictures. Mm-hmm. Uh, River Raft, tell me more about that. Well, um, we went and uh, we picked up these river rafts, and, and they're not like what we have in the States. What it was was a replica of the wooden rafts that uh, would take the lumber down the Arava River. Yeah. And so you had seats on it, and they had um, gentlemen who were guiding the raft, and they were in traditional costume, and so as we go down the river, they're explaining the houses that are along the river and pointing out the castle and, again, uh, giving us really great insights into the history of that area. And, and uh, we hit a, a little bit of rapids in the, in the river that made it a little bit more exciting. Um, and it was just, it, it was, again, beautiful weather and a lovely river, and then at the end of it, here is this magnificent castle up on top of the hill. Mm-hmm. It, w- it was a it was a fun uh, a fun thing to do. Yes, but it was a very um, you did many traditional things in Orava, didn't you? You also visited the museum uh, of the Orava village, as far as I oh, know. Oh yeah, the Orava. Yeah, that was that was kind of neat. It, the, where they had re- either re- rebuilt or restored all the or moved all these little houses into a little village. Yeah. yeah. Give what, what and and it was very uh, very informative and, and yeah, I, I really ne- had never seen anything quite like it before. I thought it was pretty cool. And you know, I love the Alpen setting of it. So you're in the middle of uh, the forest and. And uh, it was so well arranged because they had, I believe it, it, it represented like three different eras of Slovakian history. And so you could walk down one row and then you headed up to the next and then you could see completely different styles of living, um, styles of homes, um, you know, their, uh, you know, the crafts that went on at those times. There were animals there. Uh, church and it was very educational, but it but it was very it was a nice uh, it was a nice stroll. My only problem is is I'm I'm very tall. I'm close to two meters tall, mm-hmm. and the short doorways were uh, I, I had a constant lumps on my head, needless <laughs> to say, from all the short doorways those in some of those houses. And also these places, the, the open air museums are also uh, frequent settings for uh, movies. But unfortunately, those are mostly Slovak movies that are not yeah, famous no, as Oscar. I haven't seen too many of those yet. But that makes perfect sense because it is it's such a beautiful setting. Yeah, that would that would, does make sense. Okay, as I said earlier, um, people usually say that it's not that you don't get the full experience of Slovakia if you just visit the capital. So what did you feel were the biggest differences between Bratislava and the countryside that you visited? I think it was an easier pace. You know, when you're in the city, you uh, feel compelled to see and do as much as you can. And when you're in the countryside, you need to slow down and um, and just enjoy each day Uh, so you enjoy where you're driving you know the area that you're driving through and you enjoy the mountains and you enjoy the forests and um finding a nice little restaurant somewhere or you know or or your accommodations in in many cases our accommodations were very nice Uh, we did mostly airbnb Mm -hmm. um 
but um, and and that in, in in a way that even gives you an opportunity to kind of get a little more um, closer to the people, closer that, to the culture because of you know the kind of house that you're in. You know what I mean? And, and when you when you go into somebody someone's home or, or an apartment or something like that, and it's and it's got all there, it, it, it gives you a better feel for you know what real life is like there, as opposed to in a whole, you know in a in a cookie cutter uh, hotel where they're all same room and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Well, and I thought that we uh, out in the countryside we really had a chance to uh, embrace the natural beauty of Slovakia. There was uh, we went to a cave when we were in the Arava area, and um, was it a Zubarak? Yet there was uh, we we uh, went into a cave with a group and there was uh, no lighting in the cave so you had to wear a hard hat and a, um, a headlight yeah. and so um, so they took us into the cave and and it was just stunning the um, and the guide had you know a, a brighter light so we were able to follow him but it was very exciting. Uh, and and the cave was um, was very dark and uh, but but it, again it was just uh, you know kind of a uh, an example of the wide variety of experiences that you can have in the Slovakian countryside. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that you tried the Slovak wines in Bratislava. So did you drink anything special in Orava? Anything else? Oh, you know in Tristana. Um, We were walking around the square and I saw a wine shop and I do, I really enjoy wine. And so we went inside and it was the most unique wine shop I've ever been in. Uh, along one wall were white vats that had wine and they had them, had it labeled. Mm-hmm. And so I asked the shopkeeper, Uh, if I could, you know, if it was possible to taste some of the wines. And and he was very nice, and, and he gave me a taste, and I, I found one that I particularly liked. And, and so I said, well, I would like a bottle of this. And he looked at me like I was missing something, and, and I was. What I was missing was my bottle to fill it up from the vat. It, it, it wasn't a packaged Uh, wine shop that we're used to. It was you bring your own bottle in, and he fills it, and and for two dollars or something yes, like that, for some was, crazy, crazy cheap price. It was it was a lovely red table wine, and and so fortunately uh, he did have a, a two liter bottle there that he filled for me, but it was so inexpensive, and and I thought the wine was um, was worth quite a bit more than what I paid for it. <laughs> And that's another thing, too, when we were in the countryside as well. We found that prices, you know, most of the time, and this is true everywhere, most of the time your cities are a little more expensive than the, than the countryside. So when we were in the countryside, the uh, prices were a lot more reasonable mm-hmm. um, for for just about everything, food, gas. Um, um, I think our accommodations were a little more reasonable as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this this was a very affordable trip. I would I would encourage anyone uh, who is looking um, to get a real feel of Central Europe. Slovakia is the perfect country. Um, it is the prices are are very reasonable for what you get, and it's beautiful and it offers you city and countryside. I I just uh, yeah I think it's the whole package. Okay. Well, I must ask you uh, to conclude. Uh, did we? Uh, did you try uh, brinzové halušky? 
the Slovak potato dumplings uh, with sheep cheese or not? Yes. yes. <laughs> and did you like it? This is what every Slovak must ask every foreigner who visits Slovakia. <laughs> sheep cheese, I think, is an acquired taste. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that explains everything. I I didn't I didn't get a chance to try too much. Unfortunately, I had uh, some I've had some uh, stomach issues um that I that just prevented me from eating some of these things sometimes yeah. depending upon how I was feeling that day. It was just it's nothing it's nothing about the food. It was it's a it's a uh, it's a surgical problem that I'm dealing with, but it, but okay. um, when I did eat I, I, I thought all the food I ate was was very good. I had no no issues with any of the food. Well, don't worry. To be honest about halushki, you wouldn't be the first foreigners who don't <laughs> <laughs> who don't really like them. So. <laughs> There was one other thing that we did while we were um, uh, near Tristana, and we went to Tverdosen. Um, Tverdosen, uh, yes, yes, and we saw the wooden church there. Mm-hmm. And that wooden church, I, I, the history of it, I love the story, um, you know, about here is a beautiful wooden church that was built without nails. And it had to be finished in, I believe, two years. And you, and here is this church and it's still standing and it's absolutely stunning. But it's, it's funny because I, I think I felt like, uh, in, true Slovakian fashion, uh, we, we couldn't just go into the church, but there was a phone number by the door, and we had to call, and a woman who uh, was kind of a caretaker came down and opened up the church for us and let us in, and, and a lot of... Started the tape machine that told us all about it, you know. <laughs> and the inside was so beautiful. It was so unexpected. Just this beautiful golden altarpiece. Uh, it was spectacular. And so the wooden churches really stood out for me too because I had never seen anything quite like them. Okay. Well, they are also um, uh, part of the UNESCO uh, heritage in Slovakia. So that's... Um, The whole world appreciates the wooden churches. I'm so I'm so glad to hear that. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you like traveling around Slovakia and have recommendations you would like to share with our listeners, let us know at spectator at spectator.sk or on Facebook. For full information about traveling in Slovakia, visit shop.spectator.sk to buy our spectacular Slovakia travel guide. This was Spectacular Slovakia with Michaela Terencani, brought to you by the Slovak Spectator, Slovakia's English language newspaper. Special thanks to Tomáš Rybar for post-production of this podcast. Spectacular Slovakia is available on spectator.sk, SoundCloud or iTunes, with new episodes out every Wednesday evening. <laughs>